Fairfax News Talk Radio 1100. It's Chatterbox, where you'll find the latest news, interviews, and updates about the gaming world. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host, the guests, and callers only, and not necessarily those of KFNX News Talk Radio 1100. And now, here's your host for Chatterbox. Well, here we are. Another week of the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. Uh, I'm Alon. I'm Ara. And then that's what we do. This show, every week. So, uh, what is it? It's the 29th of March. Sure. Stack my papers, okay. act like a newsman. Yeah. Um, if you want to call us, 866-536-1100. You want to go to our website, it's chatterboxgameshow.com or just chatterboxers.com if you're lazy. Um, feel free to give us a call during the show. It's live. Uh, you know, it's not. If you're not listening live, and don't call. I say that a lot. Um, it's really hot in here today. Yeah. Distractingly so. In fact, I can hear the fan in my headphones. Can you? Am uh, I to- alone on totally this? Totally not. I think you're okay. alone on this one. All right. Well, it might it might be like um like a projection, like something you're imagining in your head, like the movie you saw this weekend. Oh my god. Should we talk about that? I don't. No, no, no. We have too much good stuff to talk to waste time on that. Well, I, I don't want to leave people in too much suspense. I saw. What was the name of the movie? Uh, crap movie. No, what's it called? Uh, crap Punch in Your Face. Sucker Punch. Okay. Which makes me think of video games because there's the company Sac- Sucker Punch. Yeah. The movie is like a Sucker Punch to your sensibility because you can't believe that they found a way to take something so cool and turn it into something annoying. So consider that a public service announcement. I'm not saying don't see it. I'm just saying don't waste money seeing it. There are some cool scenes, but they managed to ruin it by throwing a bunch of crap in the middle of it. But we have uh, we have much better fish to fry tonight. Yes, I went to look for not to buy because I found many 3DSs available for purchase, which was surprising in and of itself. That thing came out or something last it week. Did. Didn't it did. Came out on Sunday. Now I was at dinner with my wife, and I thought, hey, you know what? On the way home, let's stop off at Best Buy, Target, Walmart, GameStop, anywhere that would sell a 3DS because surely this new technology, which can't be appreciated without physically seeing it right. in person, sure. They would have a demo unit, especially considering how gung-ho Nintendo always is on demo units. The Wiis and the DSs and all that. Why do I always get the feeling that you could not find any demo units? No, no, no. Good. Went to Target. Yeah. And then I was in, like, I was in Scottsdale. For those of you who don't know Arizona and Phoenix, Scottsdale, Scottsdale is, you know, Snotsdale. the yuppie money area yeah. of, of the valley, right? Yeah. And so it's not like I'm going to some poor part of town where they don't want to put a 3DS on display. No. You're, go- you're going to an expensive part of town where they don't want to put a 3DS exactly. display. And so I'm in the Target, which actually, by the way, is some sort of weird I think they, Target with no that, employees in That it. part of town is pronounced Target. Okay. So uh, somehow Target had plenty of 3DSs for sale, this particular one, but not only did they not have a 3DS to view and to play, like they didn't have a PS3, an Xbox 360, a Wii, they didn't have anything. And every store these days has a million demo units that get in the way and then get destroyed very quickly. Um, Perhaps in this economy, maybe too many people have made a habit of uh, going to the stores to spend their afternoons playing games. I don't know, man. This one had no employees in that area either, which actually is kind of par for the course for Target. But anyway, uh, I then, I I saw, oh, look, right across the parking lot is a GameStop. Well, I'll go there. Surely a GameStop would have a demo because they have reps that come to their store. I mean, even a Target would have a rep. But um, let's, let's go over there. So go to the the uh, GameStop, and they don't. They don't have one. The guy tells me they're going to have a demo on Saturday of the unit. 
Like not what, a, what, what? Like this is like a woodworking like expose yeah, tutorial. It's like, like, it's like Home Depot learn how to make a box car. They're not going to get at least this is not how the guy described it, and I tried to sort of fish him out for it. It's not that a demo unit is arriving for people to see on Just Saturday. Some guy's going to demonstrate. But on Saturday, they're having an arranged demo of the unit, which is kind of unheard of in the, this industry. Yeah, that sounds. Um, I think what they mean is like. His uncle Billy is going right. to come and show off his 3DS. Right, and they're just they're just hoping that somebody doesn't show up with sticky fingers and fast feet. Yeah, so I am still... No, he did point out it would be attached to the wall, you know, so people wouldn't just take it and run. I see. Like, oh, okay. Sure. Well, at least they plan ahead. So, anyway, I'm still on my quest to actually see a 3DS. Why don't you just buy it? I mean, you because just buy lots I'm, of stuff. You know, I'm done just buying crap I'm never going to use. I mean, I, you know what? That's not true because I bought a Connect and I bought a Move. I totally know that's not true. But and I'm glad you can admit that. But you know, as much as I want it because it's a really cool piece of hardware, yeah. I'm just no. Especially because then you start hearing about people with loose hinges. And, well, like, it took terrorists. me a while. I would, I would wait a few months to get it anyway. Yeah, to get to that point, but but there was a threshold after which, like, yeah, I just stopped buying things for coolnessness. And it's like if I'm if I'm going to use it a lot, then I'll buy it. But otherwise, like, just like I don't care, whatever. Yeah. If I, I if I had genuine interest in it, it's and you know what it reminds me of um, which was it which system came out with the most recent pilot wings was it Nintendo sixty four but they had Mario sixty four with it uh, was there a game I don't know I haven't been following pilot yeah wings. pilot wings sixty four is the newest one and I kind of felt like this is is it really well aside from the new one for the three ds yeah um all right I mean there might have been some like downloadable something uh, who anyway. Knows? Uh, when the Nintendo 64 came out, they had... There wasn't a Wii Pilot Wings? No. No? Okay. I'll take your word. So, they have uh, they had Pilot Wings for the 64, and they had Super Mario 64, but at least they had, the, like, the the flagship Mario game. Um, God, I... There might have been a GameCube one. I don't... Someone should correct me on that. Um, I think it's Pilot Wings 64. So, but I was thinking to myself, like, this is kind of like the 64, where no games came out, and then they just... They put out... They put out pilot wings for it because that's like some game they can put together relatively quickly. But I realized, you know what, the 64 had Mario 64, which was epic. Yeah. So uh, it's not exactly analogous, but In your it's opinion. interesting. Like, there's no Nintendo games that I would want to play except for pilot wings, and that you know is fun, but it's not like an adventure game. It's kind of a, it's a different style of awesome because I really do like pilot wings. Yeah. Well, this will be an interesting outcome, especially since you can turn the 3D off, and apparently. Thus far, there's uh, most of the games don't really use the 3D in a compelling way, as far as I've heard. Yeah, I don't expect them ever to. Because didn't Nintendo recently put out an order that, like, hey, you, you need to make all your games compatible in 2D mode? Really? Yeah. That's like, they're not pushing so hard for 3D. I mean, I don't see the official memos from them. That's but. interesting in a lame-o sort of way. Yeah. So, uh, in other news, I, was, I played... Um, that poker game, Full House Poker, on Xbox Live Arcade with with our friend Joe, who yeah. called in last week. Is that is that the, what, what's the survey? What's the, what's the deal with that game? Is that game good, bad? Oh, amazing? it has a lot of problems. A lot of problems. I mean, it's just, I mean, you can't, it's hard to screw up poker. They managed to screw it up a little bit. I'm not saying like it's horrible. It's is it worth? I mean, how much is it? Eight hundred. Eight hundred points. Ten ten bucks. Ten bucks. Yeah. Is it worth getting? Should I get it? I mean, if you want to play poker with people, yeah, sure. Because like, if you tried to go play the old, uh, is it better old than the poker? old one? Yeah, that old one. Well, the older one is a little bit more straightforward. The like, one that goes burn? Cards. This one, it's all about like getting avatars and clothes for your avatar and like clothes for your avatar. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. But you can also set up a tournament of your own. Uh, the problem is okay. that like you have to unlock that. You have to play a lot before it allows you to set up tournaments. Um, 
but anyway, like the whole point is to compare against your friends and who can make the most money. And, and because it, it, it has this whole concept of live games for seasons where like on Tuesday nights you play and get double XP and like get to the top and you get achievements based on, you know, did you get gold? You know, anyway, uh, we played and what we realized is, so we were both playing live, I think on Saturday or Sunday. You and the Joe. Yeah. Um, so I started playing and he's like, Ooh, you know, join my, my game or whatever. So I told him, I said, no, I'm playing the live thing. And, uh, he said, well, that's what I invited you to. I said, okay, well, sure. Let's do that. And, uh, you know, I, at first I was just talking to him without joining his game. And I realized I was playing at a table during a live session where there's, I expect, tens of thousands of people playing. Okay. Um, literally at a table with only computer players. And you can tell because the usernames attached to them right. are like, Billy, Rick, Joe. Like, it's it's not so like... So you were online live in a room of real people except just everyone on your table was there, there were no room of, of real people. It was just... I was at a table, by, and the way that this particular game works is there's three tables. There's diamond, double diamond, triple diamond. I thought you were saying that like this game, there's like oh, there's no mixing the fake and the real. Everyone's like real, for reals. Uh, well, no, was that, did I just you, make that up? Or it's what? impossible not to mix the fake and the real if you're going to play and have a computer opponent because that's fake and real right there. Or are you suggesting not have some real players on well, yeah. some computer? Well, you actually can do that if you set up the tournament yourself. All right, but um. I, I expected that if you're playing these live sessions, it's all human beings. And I looked at the player names, and I was like, nope, these are all fake people. And then I did join a party with that Joe. It doesn't sound very live now, does it? No. And it's that, that they, like, he w- he's looked more into it than I have, Joe, I mean. Yeah. Apparently the forums say that they're like going to release a patch and fix that. But I'm like, what? how does that slip by you in testing? That like you can't join with another player. So then I, I ended up, I joined Joe's party, and... Uh, He's at, you know, like the triple diamond table or something, which is the high roller stuff. And I started mm-hmm. off with less money because the last game I played... Right. Um, You're like the green no, circle the first or one. something, right? Well, this is the first game my, my character had played live. The last time I did it was with Rich's character at his house. Right. Um, anyway, so I'm playing and I'm at a different table. And then I look over and at some point we actually are at a table together. So it's he and I and eight computer players. <laughs> and then like he loses and goes over to the lower table and then I can actually turn the camera and I can see him over at the other table. Well, that's pretty I can cool. even see like when he stands up and does an all in. Like it's all it's all real in yeah. in that respect. That's really nice, doing. but it's just so disheartening to see that there's just fake opponents everywhere. Well, yeah. If it's a, like the point of poker, like one of the draws of it is that you're playing against real people. And right. so you certainly can play a real game. Like you can play a ranked multiplayer match where it's all real people. There, there is matchmaking conceptually, like it exists in the game. It's yeah. there, but for this live stuff, for whatever reason, their matchmaking during these live events currently doesn't work in a way that I would expect it to. Now, maybe it's how they programmed it, but if, like Joe said, the forums say they're working to fix that, yeah. that would imply to me that it's something that's broken and not intended. Lame so, city. that is dumb, but supposedly it'll get fixed. And what I like is the idea that I could eventually set up a tournament where we could just say, okay, we're going to have a tournament of you know 30 people or whatever, or chatterboxers. Not that I think we have enough listeners who want to play poker, but uh, Good could, times. right? And it, it would be fun. But that game, is, it's basically just poker where you get to have stuff with your avatars and, like, be in a different casino and change the look of the table and stuff. Otherwise, it's just more poker. I mean, how different can it be? Oh, but you can also, you can aggressively bet. Yeah, no, aggressively we were talking fold. about that last time. Yeah, yeah, we did. Does that uh, actually, have you found that to work against human opponents in any way? Is that actually meaningful to do against humans? Um, well, I mean, it all depends on whether or not the human is paying attention to that. And I, yeah. I believe most people won't. 
But <laughs> at the same time, like, since I know what it is, I would watch someone do it, and I would instantly start thinking through a sequence of, like, bluff pattern. Like, is he the type of person to do this because he thinks I'm dumb and he thinks I'll fall for it, so then it's he's really doing the opposite? Right. Or do I think... He thinks that I think he would be bluffing so that he's really not bluffing. Like, you just have to go through that in your head and decide what you think. And so you can use that. Now, in the end, I probably just think to myself, I'm not going to pay attention because it could go either way. And I don't really have enough information. Yeah. So it, it's just to be flamboyant with your character. Poker has this really interesting, like weird, like recursive, like trap setting up expectation thing. Right. Except like with, with each like layer down the rabbit hole you go. It just, it's just like, it just means that it's the opposite of what you think it is, you know, because it's really like, like, it's not really getting more deep. It's just, you know what I'm saying? Does that make any sense yeah. to well, you at no, all? Well, no, game theory goes pretty deep. Yeah. yeah that's, that's pretty much But if I, if I think you're faking and you think I'm faking and I think that you're pretending like, you know. Exactly. Well, we'll be back with more of something else as soon as the break's over. Arizona's News Talk Leader, KFNX, AM 1100. And we are back. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio, where now in the second segment we will actually talk about video games. You know, I, we didn't talk about video games in the first one. I do want to. Um, but now we're going to talk even more about video games. I want to solicit opinions of the 3DS. What what people think of this? You know, there's uh, complaints of headaches and stuff and all that. I don't know why people are surprised by this. They should know I, I'm not they can surprised. Handle, they should know if they can handle 3D or not. Well, I guess. By, I mean, in today's world, you should know, right? Because I'm sure you've had you know friends in the past, you usually know, female, who yeah. are like, oh. I, no, watching 3D games, like not even like the 3D of 3DS, just games with a 3D world. No, because like, because apparently hurt, the females head. the females I associate with get headaches looking at like 2D screens. Yeah. So <laughs> this is far too advanced for them. Yeah. It's so weird to me, man. We live in a real 3D world, and you can't handle looking at a fake 3D world. Well, but... it's 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 because it's it does some tricks on your eyes. It makes them focus in weird ways. Ironically, that 3D magic eye business. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've like totally mastered crossing my eyes to do that and i love that stuff oh no me too dude i can totally, I totally love that. it and i love like just staring cross-eyed for as long as i want to i was just telling some some uh, co-workers today that the best captcha system do you know what a captcha is yeah all right best captcha would be those 3d things except you you're know, totally right the half of the people in the world who don't know how to do that would yeah. be totally screwed well, you and me true. would be all right that's awesome because that that stuff's starting to piss me off because I, you get captures sometimes, and you're like, what is this? And you click refresh. What the hell is this? Refresh. What? The, I can't read any of these words. What's great is some of them let you listen to them, and I've listened to it, and I'm, and I'm like, wait, I have no idea what this is saying. Like, it's me. it's so good. You're preventing humans from getting through. Yeah. Come on. All right. So but I, I do want to solicit some emails or phone calls or something about what you think of the 3DS, assuming that you've seen it at this point. Uh, but that's not what we're going to talk about. I'm curious about how it would be received. Okay, so we got... Oh, man, we got some interesting things going on. Okay, so I'm sure you've heard of the Metacritic. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about it last week a bit. Very controversial. Now... Not really. Not to me. Well, not to you. But 
something really interesting happened this week about Metacritic, right? So as of, I think it was actually uh, Friday or Monday, somewhere around that time, Metacritic decided, oh, you know what? Now we are going to add game developers to our Metacritic. Not studios, not which I think is already in there, not teams, right? But actual individuals. If you go and type my name in the Metacritic, you will find my page on Metacritic. But do you have to... Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying they're putting up bios of developers or they're just... They're assigning, like, if someone does a review, they're recognized as a developer. No. All they're doing is they're taking the credits data from GameFAQs, which is horrendously incomplete, and they are sourcing that to map, for example, my credits. My page will have all the games that I've worked on, which on there, it's just the Red Star right now. And well, That's interesting, because you've worked on a ton of other games. Yeah. Well, apparently, here's what happened, right? They started giving individual developers aggregate scores, which is basically simply an average of all of the games that person has been credited in, those aggregate scores averaged together. Yeah. And everyone got really pissed off because it was... You mean all the developers got pissed off? All the developers, that's right, because... You know, there's there's so and so I've been you know has worked on thirty thousand games and there's only two games on there and you know this other person has like there's games that he hasn't even worked on that are listed he's under a credit for. I'd be more pissed and, off because like I worked on some good games yeah. and and then I also worked on Barbie's Pony Ride. Right. Well, it's it's it's. I mean, How however however retarded you may or may not think that Metacritic is, this manner of metric is even more retarded necessarily. Well, giving it a score is dumb, but I do like the idea of just like basically recreating the IMDb for game. Yeah. Developers. Well, here's what they did today. Because of all this outcrying, they were like, okay, we're not going to display the aggregate score. So actually, all they did was that number that was the average of all the other of all the games you've worked on. All those games as Metacritic scores, they've just not displayed that average number, right? So, this this is some kind of like I don't know olive branch to the development community. They they fully intend on going back to this once their their data is more complete. However, they decide that, which which is a bit retarded because I, a game only needs to get four reviews to get a Metacritic score, which I think is totally retarded. But anyway, um. But man, it's just it's if you were if you were if you wanted another way to be unfairly judged, here it is, right? Because just like you were referring to, right? Like there's there's no way that this can capture your role and your level of participation in a product. You could have written the manual and you will be scored just as heavily as if you were the lead designer. Yeah. Now, let's take the other angle. I love to do the, the devil's right. advocate. All, so, right. All right, Mr. Devil. So I understand what you're saying, and it's it's obviously something that can't be truly accurate. At the same time, it's an interesting concept. Let's say that it could be accurate and that people with an aggregate score are, you know, a high aggregate score generally work on good games, or you could say develop good games. And certainly they're capable of limiting it to certain, like, higher level people in the development cycle. So maybe the instruction manual artist wouldn't be included. Now, I don't think that's what's happening. I'm sure it's Okay, even, even, if, even if it's like that, it's still, to me, obviously a crap metric because especially, especially if 
it gets the metric gets worse the larger the team is because the larger the team is the less any individual con- contribution can make an impact on the final result assuming if you assume that it's a pure metric which is n- obviously put into question on a daily basis right but l- just for sake of discussion if we assume so right if we just assume that it's just it's completely non-biased pure metric you can trust what it means and nobody ever disagrees on what that is right it, it still completely falls apart because one thing that you'll learn when you're in commercial video game development, especially on larger teams, is that there's just there's this was actually hard for me to struggle with personally. There's just there's only so much you can do to steer it one way or the other, which means that there are people who work their butts off and aren't able to make the game as good as it can be because it's in spite of the other people in the team. And the the exact opposite is true. There are people who hardly do anything and are associated with a highly successful product, right? And and they get bunched in and get equal amount of credit, essentially, even though their contributions were either, you know, minimal or menial or, you know, maybe even went against what the game could have been. Yeah, and, you know, for those who, who might not know how this stuff works, you can actually be credited on a game literally doing no work. For instance... If you work for a development house that has uh, groups of people well, in, that, yeah, that in multiple areas. So that let's say happens. there's like, like a Europe unit and a U.S. unit. And the U.S. unit in general maybe did some testing on a Euro- European game. And you happen to work in the U.S. office. But you never had anything to do with this game. Yeah. This is actually... This They'll is just really... put like a U.S. staff right. and then list everybody. U.S. Right. staff of, you know... Bungie or whatever company it, right. it is. So you end up in the credits for a game you literally did nothing with. In, now, in this, the, this is fringe case. I'm not yeah. trying to say it's standard well, it's, operation. It's, yeah. I'm not going to say how much of the fringe case it is or it isn't, but there, it happens. right? There, it, it definitely happens that people are credited for things that they don't really deserve and not credited for things when they really should have been. Yeah, but on the same token, you're not going to be listed as like lead level designer if you didn't have anything to do with level design. Well, like well usually, yeah. right. So, But anyway, I'm saying let's pretend this was a perfect system, which obviously it's not, yeah. and actually you know, gave real data and good quality data. Just think of what it could do. Like Conceptually, you could then say, all right, this new game, is a new, it's a new IP, it's being developed by these people, and you could conceivably give it an expected score. Like, they could they could create a meta, Metacritic prediction. Yeah, pr- they, everyone prediction. wants to do that. And this, I'd never this, even consider that This stuff gets now. really insidious, though, because, like, once... See, once this stuff gets sufficiently metricized, then you, you start Best doing, Scrabble word ever, by the way. You, you, start, you start being able to do and think about things like predicting how, like down to like the number like how many units a game will sell based on like these all you know all, all this combination of these and mathematical there's incredible formulas. value in that you think there is but the fact is is that it's it's just it's it's garbage you're looking at a bunch of numbers that you think mean something this is like this is exactly what the marketers do when they think a game is going to sell or not sell and in you alan at least should know m- m- better than than to 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 expect those predictions to be accurate. It's just like predicting the stock market, yeah. right? Right. And you, think if you, you could think do it, you could do it, and you'd get a number, right? But the confidence level of the accuracy of that number is just completely arbitrary when you really get down to it, right? If people could really predict the stock market, then lots more people would have lots more money than 
They do. Speaking of stock market, I was looking at, at some stocks today, their history over the last two years, <sighs> looking at stuff like Apple, which has been steadily going up, and companies that produce stuff for Apple going totally up. BP. And then I look at Activision, mm-hmm. and it's a friggin' roller coaster. Look yep. at Activision over the last two years, and it's up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. And that's actually within a small scale. It's relatively stable. Right. Uh, but it's never gone up or down. EA but seems to do that a lot, in, too. In the last two years. Anyway, we'll be right back. It's me, Mario. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. It's a number one. Woohoo! All right, we are back, and I want to remind everyone to visit the University of Advancing Technologies website, uat.edu. They keep the show going. Now, we've got uh, got a few other things to talk about. We did Metacritic stuff, uh, developers. I I just want to see your pearly whites on a nice dev bio page and all the things you've worked on so that I don't have to try and remember that stuff. I can be like, oh. It's on my website Ara? without my picture. Yeah, well, you know, we got to get you there. Yeah, well... We could take a good glamour shot photo of you I'm with your pre- favorite T-shirt. I'm pretty narcissistic, but I don't know if I'm quite that narcissistic. Okay. Well, some other stuff's been going on lately. Um, you've got a bunch. I'm curious, like, does does anyone care about the Serena Williams commercial that was like banned and taken away? I mean, banned by Sony. I mean, they, they I only care it because it was like you when yeah. I saw it. Yeah. Well, you know, I. You know what? It like, seems the, to be making the news, and I just don't know why. You know, you know like the ugly, so the ugly chick, like, tries to be sexy. Yeah. And it's even uglier and, and even less attractive because it's someone that's not that Yeah, I was in Vegas a few weeks ago, man. I know it's what kind that's of, all about. Yeah, it's kind of like that. That's what it was kind of like to me. There was a lot of that going on. I mean, like, which what was it? Serena or Venus? Serena. It, it, either one of them. Like, dripping with sweat? Not there, sexy. There sweat. Yeah. Not sexy. What's funny is the now, commercial starts off with sexiest tennis player. Now, like, nope, sexiest nope. tennis player. Now, that, I don't know, was it that this, this Polish girl or someone who was like 16 and had like gigantomundus knockers and played awesome tennis? Hey, hang on. I think what you meant is if she were 18. That is sexy. He made a mistake because she's not sexy at 16. That would be not acceptable. Okay, whatever. She's, she's, maybe she's 18. When she's 18, she will instantly become more attractive than when she's 17. Okay, if your, boobs are, if, your, if your boobs are that big, it's good to go as far as I'm concerned. No, no, no. He didn't say that on radio at all. Um, he meant when she's 18. I just want to be clear hey, there. Secondary sexual characteristics, man. Okay. All right, so uh, I got some good stuff. Well, since this is our last program, last episode ever, uh, what else can we talk about? <laughs> um, That's totally okay to see on the radio. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, so In Poland, it's probably okay and legal. That's true. Did you know Mortal Kombat's doing this thing where they um, they... Basically, if you buy it used, you have to pay more if you want to play the game. If you want to just play the game? Well, if you want to play the game the way people are going to play it. Like so online? Like online, yeah. Well, yeah, this is this is normal these days. We've talked about this before, and I said that I actually think it's a, an interesting, great idea. I, I mean, I personally don't like having to pay more money for things, but uh, it's, it's more like a fascinating business move, which is why I appreciate it so much. Uh, but I, I don't remember if I ever got your thoughts on the idea, like if you actually like this as a developer. Uh, because I'm coming across more and more things where games are being developed and then content is released 
day one, and I, I'm I all don't, like... I don't much like it. I mean, as a developer, no. I mean, as a gamer, no, I don't much like it. No, I mean, these are these are all just devices that they're using to combat the profits that they think they are losing from the used game market. I'd like to see the bottom line, and if they're now making more money I'd, I'd like to, too, actually. That's very interesting. Like, I'm not sure if it... I, I don't know by how much it's working, and I don't know if anyone has actually said if it's working or not, and how well it's working. Um, I mean, certainly it's... You know what? It's the... The company who's producing it is their prerogative to tell you how you can play their game. It's totally within their rights to set up that sort of system. I think it's a little bit convoluted, and you know, a lot of developers don't agree with this, but I think that it is perfectly okay to have a used product market, just like books have it and cars have it. And I wouldn't consider a product that somebody has... You know, bought new, and is done with it, right? I mean, it's I don't know. It's a very cutthroat way of looking at it to expect like a used copy that is sold from one individual to another to be a loss for a, a for for a corporation. I mean, yeah. If you look at it very strictly, you can see yes. Well, if the, if that wasn't able to be performed, right, then the corporation would have gained the profit of that sale as new, right? But this is just kind of like saying that, like, yeah, if the guy's arms were chopped off, then they couldn't do X, Y, or Z, right? I mean, this is this is a perfectly it's a perfectly legal exchange and a perfectly legal transaction. It just so happens that it results in the fact that otherwise, you know, they would have to buy it new. Yeah, well, I mean, you know how since cars don't have this issue, you know, plenty of the companies involved in selling cars are fine with the idea of selling used cars, right? Um, it's just that it's new in this in well relatively so, so here's my new, question maybe th- and because there's technology that can surmount it maybe this is a naive question right but why why is it considered okay in the car industry and not okay in the game industry why is that so uh, because it happened at a different time before there was this litigation right and this this uh, you know mass thought about uh, profits yeah. and rights and all that yeah. Let- the, the entire the, the concept of rights right um, just didn't exist the way it does now. Right. When did people start selling used cars? 60 years yeah. ago? I suppose it depends on whether you consider uh, playing a game or buying a game. A purchase of a concrete product uh, of which ownership is transferred versus simply a license to use a product. Yeah. Well, also, there's the technology to overcome it, like, like I was saying before. But um, this leads into something else that's interesting. I, I got uh, some, someone shared something on Google Reader think it was just today that like there's some star wars game i don't remember specifically which one some star wars game on uh, the apple app store that is going away i think like tomorrow or next week or something right, because the license is expiring for it yeah right whereas like if you had bought that game legitimately right um you know, i mean legitimately i mean on a on a physical media Right. You know, you could transfer it to someone later, and it sure. would live in perpetuity. But now, you know, because these games are pure download, and I've always said how much I hate download games, um, you just won't have that opportunity. Like, if you lose it, or if the company, like a, you know, if I keep my Xbox 360 in the basement for the next 20 years, and I go back to it where it doesn't have internet connectivity, and it doesn't have it sitting on the hard drive, I just have my physical media, right? Like, there's a certain set of games I won't be able to play, no matter how nostalgic I am for them. Uh, unless they become re-released somewhere else, and this is another another uh, scenario where rights are screwing people out of their ability to play a game later. Now, 
I mean, the argument would be, are they screwing them, or are they just making it more right for the publisher? Right. But, uh, but yeah, some people who have this game they like, they won't be able to get it again. They won't be able to get their friends to, to buy it or something. Right. Well, it's, uh, I find Unless it, they buy it today. I find it interesting, right, that the, the environment and climate that is most favorable and preferred for the corporation is the one that generates the most amount of money, right? And so the corporations will push to create an environment, irrespective of everything else, that is most favorable economically for them. Well, would you expect anything different? Well, well hmm, that's an interesting question, right? Because I mean, it's a goal to make money, right? Well, see, here's the thing: there, there is, if if we're talking about the, you know, the 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 traditional corporation. Like these days, I would not expect anything less. Do I think it's right or good? Absolutely not. Because I've said this before, and I will say it again. If you're in a business like the video game business, there, almost by definition, there must be something about what you're doing that is more important than money all the time. right? Because if you're interested in only making money all the time, why the hell are you in the games business? Why are you making games? Why did you choose the games business over banking, over, um, I don't know, exotic financial investments, over Ponzi schemes, right? There must be something about being in that business that at, at some point there's got to be a threshold where you decide, you know what? There is something here that I'm – at some point that I, this is m- more important – than eking out a little sliver of more profit right now. I understand what you're saying. Put in uh, a greater number of restrictions to your your uh, journey for the dollar. That's fine. Not all corporations have that, and certainly. The- well, the, well, the problem is that the corporation, by definition, solely exists to collect and, and gather money at almost at, in, in any way, in any manner, legal possible, which means. It includes also changing things that were once not illegal into legal things to make create a more favorable <laughs> climate, right? But so, it's like it, it's it, that's too cutthroat. Like who? Like what is this? But this is very much the result of uh, video games being part of a big business. So like you yeah, know how we, we well, talked about that. and the whole public company structure, which I think is insane in a lot of ways. But well, you know how we we often will mention you know back in the day when games were niche, when only hardcore played games, right? Uh, meaning like. I say back in the day again. When we right. were younger, there were fewer companies involved, fewer conglomerates. Right. It was less cutthroat. Yeah, much less. It was cutthroat. more artistic, right? Uh, and then time co- goes on, and people realize there's money in here. So big publishers come in, or investment firms come in and hold game com- companies, while also holding bookstores, yeah. while also holding janitorial supply companies. And, and there's right? still there's still the the artistic, non-cutthroat, cashola component of it it's just it's just not as obvious. in the form of indie games well yeah pretty much yeah once you go to a bigger company even if you personally may have an artistic vision you end up just getting thrust into a project which is whatever your management wants you to make right and so that's why, what we were talking about earlier how like yeah you may have made all these games but you might also be involved in in barbie's pony ride right. and uh have your score drop down because you know you worked in a game that nobody liked or nobody played or something right uh, which is just part of you having a job right? that's life you get stuck in a project you don't like. Uh, yeah, well, you could end up making, you know, noses on football players for four years. 
It's happened. It does. Dude, I came across someone's website recently that talked about how he was a level designer and then talked about how he worked on NASCAR 2011 that just came out today. That's sounds like, depressing. How much level design is involved in NASCAR? Because I'm pretty sure it's an oval and always an oval. Yeah. yeah. We'll be right back. back chatterbox video game radio where we are only attracted to those of the opposite sex who have who are of legal age of legal age exactly that's right because once once you once it gets under that threshold no attraction whatsoever that's absolutely true and you know what i just i just realized and, and the, you can totally the title t- of today's show is going to be and you can totally tell when uh, a girl is of age, because that's when you start being attracted to her. That's, that's this is exactly. the instant. You can see a girl walking down the street, and the second she turns 18, oh, here's a cute girl. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, you don't even need the ID. So, um, everyone, it's, just, it's like this for everyone, right? It's, it's perfectly obvious. natural. Okay. Um, I guess we have a caller. We had no idea. There's, Joe's been waiting to talk to us since we've been talking about him earlier in the show. Uh, but we just we didn't have the proper indicator and we didn't know didn't know. So anyway, Joe, um, you're on the air, buddy. What's up, Joe? What's happening, guys? Sorry, we didn't know you were here, man. Oh, it's all good. I'm I'm a patient person. Um, Don't be too wanted patient. To talk, <laughs> wanted to talk about poker, but more importantly, with the 3DS salon, do not buy one right now. Oh no, I'm definitely not buying because this is going to break anyway with the hinges well, and the craziness. It's not even that. There's just no games to play. And it's not even that. Nintendo gives everyone this perception that they love their customers and they're looking out for them and all this stuff. Yet, and I guarantee you, in less than a year, they will re-release that thing Dude, I got your email. I know. Yeah. I know. You're just saying they're going to put out a new one, and that's probably true, but I I actually had an argument for this, and I was going to mention it to you last time I talked to you, uh, and I forgot about it. Um, This time... It's exactly the same as the DS Lite, and the DS Lite survived for years as the proper version of the DS that they should have released to begin with. Given that, I suspect that any update they make to the 3DS will be very subtle. At at most, it'll be like perhaps some better circuitry so that the battery lasts longer, obviously new colors and stuff, but they will not, this is my prediction, uh, they will not make any drastic changes to the lighting system or the control scheme or the overall shape. Uh, or the compatibility, they're not going to pull out any slots. Like it's just not going to change a lot because it's as refined as they the want case. it to be already. So, I, in, in argument to your case, I would not use that as a reason not to go buy it now because it is probably going to stay this way uh, for a long time. Although they might have a newer version like the D- the DSi X or DSX, whatever that. I, be, I bet it'll be around for a year before they do anything with it. I mean, that's usually the time interval, right? Yeah, I just I just don't think any change would be drastic. Just like the DSi, they made a bigger one. Okay, maybe there'll be a bigger one, right? But it's not like the difference between the original DS and the DS Lite. That's not going to happen. There's nowhere else for them to go with it, um, you know, because they, they have a, a pretty refined system. So I w- wouldn't use that as an argument. But I would use the fact that it's day one on a new technology, well, essentially day one, what are we, day three. Um, and uh, I don't know. I heard the hinge, hinge complaint. That's all I'm saying. Bad hinges, but who knows how long they'll last. Uh, I just, there's no games that I want to play, and a portable system is not worth 250 bucks. Never was. Uh, that I agree with. Never will be. 
you know, you got to be willing to buy 10 games to defray the cost of this stuff um, before it, it even becomes a, a consideration. Unless you just like being that guy who pays $100 per game that you don't play very often. So Yeah, I'll pass on that myself. Anyway, um, uh, we, we do have a few minutes after I mention UET.edu and the University of Advanced Technology. After that, which is right now, um, we can we can talk a little bit about about the poker item because you said uh, you wanted to talk about I it. Here that UAT here it's a nice place. Yeah, it is. It is. I actually recommended it to someone. Oh, fantastic! That's so good to hear. Um, You're not getting any money I, for that. Yeah. No, that's okay. <laughs> uh, my buddy made an interesting observation about the Full House poker game, in that he was reading up on some forums, and apparently a question was posed: Now that you're playing this game. Do you find you're more interested in changing your avatar and going to the marketplace and spending money? And why would you be? Well, a large portion of people actually who were saying that they've never even looked at the avatar marketplace before, and now they have, and now they're actually considering buying stuff to make their avatars look cooler. Yeah, no, I can totally appreciate that. Well, I I could see that, but it's not going to work on me. The reason you would it wouldn't work on me either. The the reason you would is because you're you know you're looking at so many of the same looking people all the time. Yeah, one, one now thing you want to look different, and other people are looking. At Joe you, and sure. I have almost the same outfit on our yeah. avatars, and we've never played against each other. But that that white suit with the tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wears gloves. I don't wear gloves. I have a ring. Yeah. What are you, Michael Jackson? What's going on here? He has two gloves, not one. I see. So we're both as Michael Jackson as the next. I actually switched down. I'm just wearing jeans and a Super Meat Boy shirt that I got. Oh, okay. But then locked, not bought. Okay. <laughs> Wow. But it um, could be an interesting revenue stream for Microsoft if they were to market that as like having avatar contests in poker and stuff. Yeah. What's, I'm also I, curious. I haven't seen that I've... So in the game, I've unlocked avatar costumes, but I I think that's only in-game. I don't think that translates to general avatar. Like, I couldn't wear the no, dealer suit. Uh, and I'm kind of surprised about that. I think that they should. And actually, over the last couple of days, as I've been paying attention for this, I've actually noticed a lot of people do use outfits now that they would have had to have spent money on. It totally makes sense, man. Because you're, you're just... It's a game where you're looking at nothing but avatars for a long period yeah. of time. I mean, obviously you're looking at cards, but that's pretty lame. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was an interesting little side point about the game that I wonder if Microsoft I'm, was considering. Well, I was going to suggest the same thing. Like, I, I wonder if it's something they considered and you know, if it perhaps was a major design... Uh, purpose behind the game. Yeah. Like they said, hey, we need to find a way to increase the revenue of this. How would you do that? Well, make a game where people stare at avatars all day long. Yeah. Um, and while I'm on here, I might as well I wouldn't be surprised. that, and of course, it could just be against 12,000 computer players for all I know, but in Texas Heat tonight, out of 11,000 players, are ranked 38. Uh, did you play against any humans at all? Uh, no. <laughs> but it claims there was about 11,000 playing. It's just, I didn't like, uh, apparently it was not good enough to play with any. What do you get for finishing 38th place? Um, I got about 150,000 chips added to my bankroll. That's a lot-ish. What else do you get? Yeah. Uh, that's about it. Wait, what if you run out of chips in your bankroll, then what? Uh, they give you a cash advance, and it's, the amount varies based on your level. Like, right now, I would get $100,000. In the beginning, yeah. it's like 5000 You can get cash advance, but then you can also... If you if you absolutely have no money, you can play in free tournaments that eventually result in a small amount of money, so you can build yeah. up something to go start playing. But doesn't bigger doesn't your bankroll? I mean, you just you don't have to like pay that back. 
No, you don't. So, well, if you do a cash advance, you, I assume you have to pay it back. But none of us are bad I, enough that we've ever had to I've, borrow. I've never had to. I had to do two in the beginning, and it never penalized me. You, I, you, you don't. I've never borrowed like five hands. I guess what I'm getting at is that if you keep losing, you'll still have an infinite source of money one way or the other, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I would feel pretty lame if that's what I had to do constantly. You know. I think that would kind of suck, and I wouldn't really feel like a good poker player but, if that was the case. But you said that it doesn't, that you stop gathering XP for a while? Yeah, for like five or six hands, you don't get accumulate any XP. So it seems to me like a major draw of this game, Ara, like the, the main goal for yeah. the player, although it's not directly expressed to you when right. you play the game, um, is to gather experience points and to get up to the highest level. And it's it's like Warcraft in that you have these levels and it maxes out. Uh, right now, the max level is 50. 50. Yeah, 50 is the highest one right now. And I played against someone who had level 50, which is insane to me. Um, so that's what, but, that's why people play to get to level 50. Well, here's the thing. like At least in Warcraft, the concept is like you have missions, which conceivably could be fun to play, although I don't understand that. But right. if you have fun playing the game and you are of higher level, then you will be more uh, effective at performing your missions, which are part of the game. Whereas sure. in this game... It's. It seems to me that the actual goal is level, leveling up, and there's no benefit to leveling up except that as you go up the ranks, it's you collect number. more free stuff. Like you get oh. more, you get more felt, you know, <sighs> designs for the tables. You really? get more, more chair designs. But it seems like right. inherently the purpose is to gain XP, where we all know that that by itself is not a reward. Flipping um, so, fantastic. So that's a little yeah, bothersome. No indication of your poker skill because I mean I've I'm level forty seven and I've got owned by people who are level five sometimes. You're forty seven? Yeah. <laughs> oh I love God. poker. Why don't why don't they just have like an ELO style rating? Why not? What does that mean? Well, in in chess, there's the rating system called ELO where you get you basically you're assigned a number and your number represents your skill and the number goes up or down all- based on how you. Uh, perform against players of a different ELO number. There are also rank points, which is where I actually beat Joe to a pulp, I believe, unless he's moved up quite a bit lately. Yeah, I've got you up on that now. So if you if you play in a ranked multiplayer match, then you know if you've got ten people at the table yeah, and the, you finish, they, they usually have an ELO type of system in those ranked matches and other games. Yeah, the Xbox Live games do. They they have what like smart. I don't know. They they yeah. have a way to match you up with other people yeah. of similar level. True skill sometimes. Yeah, the true skill level. But so this rank points is just as you're in a match, everyone who drops out before you drop out, you yeah. get one point. Yeah. If you play in a ten person tournament, you finish fourth, you've yeah. gained six. Well, that that's a good six metric. rank points. But level, so, come on. Yeah, no level is useless. But I do think that when you play a ranked match, yeah. they match you based on level because I'll be playing in a room with like eight people and six of them are the same level as me. Yeah. You know, and the others are the outliers that they had to find to fill the table. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's uh, it's far from perfect. Is it, are we at the show at the end of the yeah, show it's again? The end of the show it's already. happened so fast. It, it just whizzes right by. You think by next week I will have actually played a 3DS? Or Who seen knows? one? I don't even need to play it. Just see Who it. knows? Nobody knows. All right. Joe, thank you for calling in. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, feel free to email us. Go to chatterboxgameshow.com to find us. There's little email links. And uh, if you have any questions for us for next show, let us know. All right. Good night. Good night, guys. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.